0: podcast i'm your host matt howell and i'm
1: your host angie rogers howell what
0: is the gone boss podcast
1: well it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community we'll interview them find out what makes them tick the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work and how they've gone boss
0: be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag gone boss
1: we're on instagram at goneboss 2k or find us on facebook by searching for gone boss
0: In the studio today, I have Christiana Mann. How are you doing today?
2: I'm great. Thank you.
0: Now, you do a lot of stuff. Tell us quickly all the stuff you do.
2: I do. I wear many hats. Uh, I teach at Ball State University with hospitality, innovation, and leadership, uh, specifically the foods program. I'm an entrepreneur with my family business, Three Bears Concessions, and I'm a full-time volunteer, and I do that at the Common Market and with the Soup Kitchen of Muncie.
0: Wow, that is a lot. You have zero time left ever to do things, right? Do you have any hobbies?
2: I do. I love to travel and spend time with my family. And I've been blessed to be able to work with my family in the family business. So we get lots of family time.
0: Well, let's break it down. Number one, you said you're at Ball State University. Tell me about your role there.
2: Yes. I'm an instructor, again, with Miller College of Business, Applied Business Studies, Hospitality Innovation, and Leadership Program, and I work with students who are interested in the hospitality industries, food specific. So I teach a lot of cooking classes okay. and management surrounding cooking.
0: That's not in the School of Business, or, is it's it? It's not.
2: We're in a separate building. Yeah, applied, you're over
0: here in the Applied te- yep, Place.
2: Applied Technology Building right next to Teachers College. And we have a student-run restaurant called Allegra. And we're open for lunch, totally student-run, and we do a fine dining experience one night a week that is totally student-run. Now, how'd you
0: get involved in this?
2: Well, uh, prior to coming to Ball State, I was the environmental director at the Delaware County Health Department, and I oversaw the food protection programming, uh, licensing, permitting, inspections, And prior to that, it was the family business, so working with food for 38 years has brought me full circle.
0: Well, tell me about the concessions then.
2: Yes, Three Bears concessions. Uh, This is our 38th season. It started out uh, with my mom and dad planning for college for me and a way to fund me to uh, be able to go to school, and it morphed into Ball State concessions for 18 years State park contracts, uh, multiple food units, carts, trailers, food trucks, catering, and what went from a seasonal once upon a time is now a 12 month endeavor. Really? Yes. Very cool.
0: And then the third thing, volunteer all the time. So tell yes. me about the common market first. I know Mike Martin over there.
2: Yes, yes. Good man. Good man. <laughs> And it's a great establishment. It does a lot of good for the community and for the neighborhood. Um, Mike and I go way back, um, many, many years. And when he opened the Common Market, I stopped in one day just to check in and say hello and let him know what I was doing. And one of the things that I'm passionate about is food insecurity. And that started on campus with some students who were food insecure that I found in my classroom. And then upon researching that a little further, um, I see that it's a huge problem on campus nationwide. And so the food that we were preparing in lab, uh, I was packaging up and distributing to the people on campus that needed a little more food. And food insecurity, by definition, isn't, isn't not having food. It's having nutritious food on a regular and routine basis. So a lot of people are food insecure in our community, and I was seeing a lot of food waste from establishments on and off campus. And if it's stored and prepared and served properly, according to the guidelines with uh, the health department, then we can redistribute that leftover food and get it into the, the, the mouths of people who need it. And so when I stopped in at the Common Market, I was telling Mike about a grant that I had written and I wanted to get packaging materials and a machine to be able to store this food properly. And they are now a distribution site for all of that leftover food. And it goes out to families and other community agencies when the students prepare it.
0: Very cool. Mm-hmm. And then the Soup Kitchen of Muncie. Yes. What so do you do again, there?
2: Again, food related. I yeah. am a, um, a board member at the Soup Kitchen we of Muncie. We can call you a
0: true... Foodie,
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, on all aspects. Food safety, security, preparation, service, absolutely. Um, I've been with the Soup Kitchen for one full term. I'm starting my second term there. And I was introduced to the Soup Kitchen of Muncie with a professional externship that I applied for when I was working at Ball State. Okay. So I wanted to go in and and look at the organization and and see how I can help streamline and better help.
0: Now, was this pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, or post?
2: Pre-pandemic. Okay. Yes, and and things have changed drastically, and the need has just increased dramatically.
0: So are you a Munsonian? Have you always been here, or where did you come from?
2: Yes, I am a native. You're a um, native. I'm a native, yes. My family is originally from Yorktown, okay. in the Comac area. I attended Yorktown schools and Muncie community schools, but I am a, a Munsonian. And I'm firmly planted here in the community, and believe in our community.
0: Now, where do you live now?
2: I live here in Muncie on the northwest side, and I also have some property in Yorktown that I use for uh, business purposes and in gardening, which is another hobby, again food-related. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, what
0: keeps you here in Muncie?
2: My family and my friends. Once upon a time, I thought that I would move away, and and I had a. We all did at one point. Absolutely, absolutely. And that goes back to looking at colleges. You know, I grew up around Ball State University's campus, and it was very familiar to me, and I thought I wanted something different. But exploring different universities, I found that we've got a great institution right here in our own backyard, beautiful campus. Um, The culture, the arts, the sports, all of it. It was the total package. And so I went to school at Ball State University for all of my degrees Mm -hmm. and decided to stay here after being out in Arizona for just a, a minute. My family is here. The family business is here. Some lifelong friendships are here. And all of the new friends and people that I've met, this is a great community to raise a family. And I don't have any plans to go anyplace else.
0: Well, tell me about your family. what What's the makeup?
2: Mm-hmm. I have a very tiny family. It's just the three of us: my mom and dad and myself. And okay. then I got married, and yeah. I have two children and a dog. So I'm living the dream. What's the dog's name? Newman. Newman.
0: Newman. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: <laughs> just like the Seinfeld character. Yeah, he fits it to a T. Very cool. Yep.
0: How old are the kids? Where do they go to school?
2: My daughter, they're both adults. My daughter is 33. She works at Ball State. My son is a Ball State student. He's 20. And they both work in the family business as well. So we've got three generations in the family
0: business. I can definitely say you don't look like you could have some 20-year-olds running around.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Sunscreen.
0: (laughs) I'm the same way. I have a 29-year-old, but Mm -hmm. I look old.
2: (laughs) No, we're drinking the same water. We're forever young.
0: (laughs) What does success mean to you?
2: Success means to me that I get to do something that I love and be with the people that I care about on a daily basis. I'm satisfied with having enough, and I've been blessed to have enough. Um, it's not a monetary amount. I don't want to be a millionaire. That's just going to take more time and management, so I don't have time <laughs> for that. Um, but to, to be able to get up in the morning and look forward to the activities and being with the people that I interact with that is success.
0: What's some advice you would give a young person?
2: Oh, wow. If you have any opportunity, seize it. Every day is a new adventure. Don't be afraid. If you are scared, embrace it. We just rarely have the opportunity to do something different. And uh, I would encourage anybody to just, just seize the moment and in, in the opportunity. And I've
0: come across that with a lot of young people, like not seizing their opportunities and yes. not realizing it. Yes. Just because it is a little scary, it's a little different, and it's not the comfortable thing to do. Right. So, If you have
2: the opportunity to travel, travel. The world is a very small place. It is. I've, I've been fortunate to be able to travel and see a lot of places and meet a lot of people, and it's just made me a, a better person for it. Give
0: me some examples of some places you've you've been.
2: I've been overseas. Uh, my goddaughter's live in Sweden, and this is kind of a neat story. I had a pen pal in second grade. That was really? our elementary project. Yes, and I was um, hooked up with uh, a young girl in Sweden, and we continued to write and correspond all the way through middle school. Had the opportunity to meet her in high school and we have traveled back and forth across the ocean on several different occasions and our friendship has, has just blossomed and and now her daughters are grown adults, my goddaughters. Do you so think they still
0: do that in schools the pen pal thing? Because I, hope I did it too so. in second yeah. or third grade because I'm an 80s kid as yeah, well. Yeah. And uh, that's what we did back then, I think. Right. But but yeah, I never hear of any pen pal stories anymore. That's amazing.
2: No. We need to get back to the letter writing and getting something other than a bill in our <laughs> yeah. in our mailbox. Yes. <laughs> it, it was a fantastic opportunity and it's been wonderful.
0: Talk to me a little bit more about food insecurity as you've seen it off campus now. Yes. Uh, like you said, the common market and the soup kitchen in Muncie. What's impacted you about this community in that sphere?
2: I see a lot of hardworking people. I think oftentimes people are quick to judge and stereotype. But the food insecurity problem is the neighbor next door, your family member. Um, The children that go to school with your children, it's everywhere and it touches every person's life. And especially with the pandemic, it's just hard. It's hard inflation. Um, it's, It's tough for a family to make ends meet. And that is um, a, a point where you that takes you to a point where you have to make a choice on whether you pay the bill or you feed your family. And that's the part that's so frustrating and disheartening is to see that people truly are trying and it's just hard to make it to the end of the month or the end of the week or the end of the day. We need to be our brother's keeper, our sister's keeper and help out. And if we can work collectively and together so that we can minimize the waste, because there's a lot of waste, and if we can get that redistributed and utilized, then we can help a lot of people.
0: Now, it seems to me like a a more recent phenomenon is um, the loss of grocery stores in uh, different parts of the city and just always having to travel somewhere. Right. So talk to me about that. What... uh, what do you think is happening and what, what might change?
2: It is tough in our community. Uh, for those that don't have transportation, we do have several sites in Muncie proper and in, in a, the outlying areas, the rural areas where we have a food desert. So we don't have accessible food. And it takes pre-planning. And If you are riding the bus or riding a bicycle, and there's a limited amount of space and what you can purchase and take back. You may not have the appliances that you need to be able to cook from scratch. And so maybe it's processed or convenience foods that people are consuming, which then feeds into the cycle of other health issues and disparities that we're fighting in the community. But because we have that food desert, uh, we need to collaborate more. With farmers markets, mobile units, and making sure that the distribution sites like the Muncie Soup Kitchen, Blood and Fire, are able to get the product into the hands of people that need it.
0: What's your favorite band or artist?
2: Oh, that's tough. Uh, I like all genres of music and uh, visual arts, performing arts. I just wish I had more time to attend the events. Uh, Because of the food business, Mm -hmm. I'm at a lot of concerts, but I'm in a food truck serving, which (laughs) I tell people isn't a bad thing because I'm there ahead of time and I get to see the action and the setup and the breakdown. Mm -hmm. And I have the best seat because I'm up above the people and I can see over their heads. That's Um, true. But I do enjoy all of the community events, music, art. Don't have a favorite. Don't have a favorite. I I don't have a favorite. I'm just happy.
0: Let me ask you this. (laughs) Okay. Who would you go down to Indianapolis to see, though?
2: Oh, wow. That's the toughest question you've <laughs> asked me. Oh, I don't Surely know. there I... has
0: to be someone. Billy Joel, Elton John, or... Uh,
2: uh, uh, all of the above? <laughs> 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 Seriously, I would go see just about anything or anyone. I'm a, a people person, a people watcher, um I like to participate. You
0: love the events. I
2: do. I do from start to finish. And that's probably why I love my job at Ball State so much with event planning and foods because I get to see it from A to Z.
0: Do you have a favorite movie? Yes. Okay.
2: Okay. What is it? The original Willy Wonka.
0: Okay. The original, not the remake with Johnny Depp.
2: Correct. He's a cutie, but I I (laughs) like the original and The Wizard of Oz. Those okay. are the two movies that if they're on TV or if I have the opportunity to watch, I'm gonna watch.
0: Isn't that funny that after all these years,
2: mm-hmm.
0: nobody's really tried to make another Wizard of Oz, like remake the original? Mm-hmm. Like it was so good. It was like,
2: nah, eh. right, can't touch we, that.
0: We've got burn the burn the film.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: the negative, I guess. Have you ever met anyone famous?
2: Uh shared a pudding pop with Kid Rock at the Indy five hundred. Interesting.
0: <laughs> Kid Rock, I've seen him in concert a while ago. He was with Metallica back in two thousand, I think. Oh, but that I was it. a good
2: concert. Oh, it was great then. Yeah. 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 But,
0: but when when was this Indy five hundred?
2: Oh wow, this was in um, the late nineties.
0: Okay, a pudding pop a pudding with pop. Kid Rock.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great conversation starter. That isn't
0: is. It? <laughs> do you have any hidden talents other than food, or mm. or can you do something with food that's like really cool? Like chopping onions so fast, like people go crazy.
2: You know that's pretty standard. You know my my knife skills are good. Okay. Um, I but, figure
0: they're they're probably pretty good, probably, much better than mine.
2: <laughs> probably what people don't know is that I started out as an art major. Really? I did. I did. I thought I was going to make a career out of being a an artist. Yeah. Um, uh, pottery or sculpture. And so you actually, we're into the 3D uh, type yes, stuff. Okay. Yes. Yes, large scale.
0: What happened to make you change your mind? Mm. What was it? What was that one thing? Adulting. Adult
2: <laughs> 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 You started to
0: realize what uh, what it all meant. Huh?
2: Uh yeah, yeah. And here's some advice. Okay. Yeah. Don't always choose practical. It's okay to follow your heart and your passions. Um, but I, I haven't given that up. Art is still very important to me. Yeah. And it's a hobby. And I would like to do more with it. But yes, adulting and practicality took over. But I have no regrets. I've loved everything. That You're I've an done. artist
0: at food nowadays. That's right. That's still 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an early bird or a night owl?
2: Oh, definitely an early bird. Okay. I probably get more accomplished before people get up and get moving. Yep. What That's about books? Time.
0: Do you have a favorite book?
2: I love to read. Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged. That's a good one.
0: That, that's at the top of your list, huh?
2: That's that's always a go to. One that I revisit on a regular basis every couple of years, read. Mm hmm.
0: Gives you a good worldview. Yeah?
2: It does. Yeah. It does.
0: What is it? Uh, who is Charles Galt? Is it that? Yes. Okay. I, I knew it was something with Galt.
2: <laughs> yes, Galt. Who is John Galt? Yes. John Galt. That's yes. it. Not
0: Charles Galt. That was his dad. Yeah. Sure. I uh-huh. don't
2: think so. Uh-huh. But.
0: Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in.
2: Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: So have you heard that one on TikTok? Uh,
1: yes, uh, it's all over TikTok, <laughs> along with Bill Hader doing his little, you yeah. can't see it, but his little dance or whatever.
0: So what is it with all the TikToks and the moms and the, the reels and everything that use the same song, but like in all different ways I don't all know. the time?
1: Well, and I I think it must become a trend and then other people are like oh how can i make mine different or whatever um i think it's cool to see how things like evolve and the different ways people do it and everything so like that one was all over the place when the titan sub situation was happening (laughs) all over
0: (laughs) and it hasn't stopped because every time i open up reels or uh you know whatever app it's like it's
1: all the time so it's that there's the Miss Maisel Dance, the. Yes,
0: you were telling me about that, and I did start to see that one oh, after that.
1: That's all I saw for like two weeks. Because my phone's
0: listening to Yeah, me no, and well, that all me I'm going to see again is stuff those. that you talk about.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> so. So the Miss Maisel Dance, the. I got a boy, his name is Dewey. The, no.
0: pink, the pink, pink shirt one?
1: Yeah, pink shoelaces. Pink shoelaces. Yes, that's, that's it. what it is. <laughs> uh, so that one, the five margarita one.
0: Oh, yeah, you can't say that. We're one not going to talk
1: about that one on the <laughs> air, but that's everywhere. I'm like, jeez, Louise. That so, one's funny, though. It is Did funny. Did you see
0: the old old woman one?
1: No, no.
0: That, uh, <laughs> well, anyway, you need to check that yeah, out. Yeah,
1: so there's funny ones. Anyway, it's just funny how things, t- like, who starts it? Like, I want to be, like, <laughs> who's the originator of this?
0: So, what, what got me is this song, Macaba? 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 M-A-K-E-B-A. Six years old. It's by Jane. J-A-I-N. That's the artist. Don't know where she's from. It looks like Africa, I think. I'm not really sure. But uh, it's had millions of views and everything. But it was put on there six years ago.
1: Sounding like YouTube?
0: Yeah, on YouTube. So then somebody took that clip, put it into TikTok, made a little thing about it, and then boom... She's all over my feed.
1: Yeah, all over the place. Now there's another one like Berries and Cream. There's like this old this dude from England and he was on a commercial and it's like Berries and Cream, Berries and Cream. I love my <laughs> Berries and Cream. Anyway, uh that ha- well, it's not popular right now, but it was a while ago and it was like everywhere and somebody took a clip from this commercial from back in the 80s and made it a sound on TikTok and then it exploded. So well, I just want to know like how how does the human collective decide like this is the trend that we're all hopping on board i on.
0: wonder if it's ai and algorithms instead of actually humans
1: well probably but still like, humans have to like we have to be like oh that's cool i want to do that too like how do we decide that i don't know that's probably like a sociology thing or something a psychology <laughs> i'm not really sure maybe
0: we should interview somebody in the in the psychobabble world that would explain that to me
1: Possibly maybe <laughs> I don't know but I want to be TikTok famous how do I get to be TikTok famous
0: Now you've tried before I've
1: tried it was not very successful It was you, somewhat successful You
0: did a TikTok per day for forever it for seemed like
1: Several mu- 4 months or so
0: You continue to do Winchester Wednesdays I do but
1: I need to do more than just that cuz that's not fun or exciting but
0: Isn't creating content just a ongoing battle
1: It is it's hard and I I mean, hello. I know this. We're marketing people. Like we tell people to write blogs and create content and all that. And it's not as easy as you think, and if, especially for your business if you're like you're busy working on your business and then you have to also write blogs or make cool TikToks or whatever. Like it's a lot of work.
0: Especially I see a lot of these boutiques do it across across the country, not just here locally. Oh, yeah. But they're always like putting on the outfits, doing the little dance, doing whatever's dance. popular, the 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 most uh, trendiest trends, and all that kind of stuff. It just must be exhausting.
1: It is, and like then you're like trying trying to mine your life for content. Like, okay, well, even we were trying to when decide we're well, when we're doing this. But when we're doing this, <laughs> we sat here for the last ten minutes. Like, what can we talk about? No, I don't like that. No, that's dumb. <laughs> like,
0: and we have some great ones, but I'm just like. You know that's going to take some production value. I, I don't yeah, want to do that have to one Yeah, we're to think yes. about
1: that more or whatever. So, like, even for a silly little podcast like that, it's like, it takes a while. So, I don't know. I'm still on my quest to be TikTok famous, but maybe I'll get Threads famous.
0: I know Threads is the <laughs> new big thing.
1: <laughs> I don't know much about it because it's been it's... out for three days as of recording. <laughs>
0: uh, exactly. I I have uh, I just I just updated my profile pic, which I imported automatically from instagram from Instagram,
1: yeah i opened instagram it said hey do you want to try this new thing called threads i was like sure why not
0: i had to go to th- i had to download the app and well yeah i had start. to download
1: the app and then it's like do you want to sign in as instagram sure and then it's like do you want to follow all the same people that you follow on instagram okay sounds great it was so easy
0: Now, the metaverse, meta, Facebook, not a sponsor.
1: Mark Zuckey.
0: All right. So Instagram, uh, it does have a desktop version, but it's very clunky and everything like this. This Threads thing doesn't even have a desktop version.
1: Yeah, because you're not going to use it on your desktop. It's like, I don't know.
0: It's on your app. It's
1: a phone thing. I don't think people are using Twitter on their desktops either, were they? Maybe some people.
0: Some people were, and then of course all people. the integrations for the marketing people. That's like true. Hootsuite or Loomly or
1: right, all the postings, social and socials, yeah. So I don't know. I give it a week before all the mean people come and like just totally screw it up because we think? can't have it, no because we can't have anything nice and we can't. <laughs> humans just have to. Mess everything up, so I give it a week before people are fighting and but yelling. But Big Brother other. Mark
0: is going to make sure that doesn't happen.
1: Oh, Big Brother Mark doesn't make sure that happens on Facebook. Like my goodness, <laughs> let people fight all the time over there.
0: So, yeah, but now you've got the, the the little thing like see video because it's totally terrible for you. Like you can click that. Well, and it like, doesn't show the content
1: more. Right like, are you sure you want to see this?
0: I click those all the time. Oh, it's I do too. <laughs> <'cause laughs> I've seen some things on the internet I do not want to see
1: mine are always like somebody accidentally says the word poop and i'm like that's not content warning (laughs) worthy come on boy who cried wolf so anyway jury is out on threads but we'll see
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss.
1: Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss.
0: We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching goneboss.
1: If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at schaeferleadership.com.
1: Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone, gone Boss.